Assalamualaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening. You are listening to Radio Islam, and I'm your host, Tariq Alameen. For those of you who are new to Radio Islam, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. We're a live call-in talk show broadcasting from Chicago on WCEV 1450 AM. And you can hear our live stream every night at www.wcev1450.com. Remember, folks, you can now catch us on the TuneIn app. Just look for us under WCEV. Now, if you haven't already done so, keep up with us on social media by following and liking us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. Now, if you have a comment or a question you would like to pose throughout the course of tonight's show, we would love to hear from you at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. All right, we've got all of that out of the way. Now, look, Radio Slime family, I'm going to exhale. I'm going to catch my breath. I just ran back to the mic. <laughs> okay, all right. I got through all of that without, uh, without huffing and puffing. So uh, we are in Black History Month, uh, and we've only got a few days left. Uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of odd to think that it's gone by so quickly. But, to, um, but we're going to get tonight's show off with a conversation with some folks that I um, I truly appreciate the work that they're doing. Uh, Radio Islam families, tonight we're going to be talking with our Sapelo Square family. That's right. See, last time I had <laughs> I had some real difficulty. <laughs> but our Sapelo Square family, we're going to be talking with them tonight. And on the phone, we have Dr. Suad Abdul-Khabir. And in studio, we have the one and only Sister Bashira Mack. Uh, I'm going to tell you just really quickly... Uh, so we can get into our conversation. Dr. Suad Abdul-Kabir is a scholar, artist, activist, and author who uses anthropology and performance art to explore the intersections of race and popular culture and is currently an associate professor of American culture and Arab and, excuse me, in Arab and Muslim American studies at the University of Michigan. Dr. Suad leads Sapelo Square, the first website dedicated to the comprehensive documentation and analysis of the black U.S. American Muslim experience. And on to Sister Bashira Mack. She is the social media coordinator for Sapelo Square. She develops and manages the Sapelo Square brand across various social media platforms while satisfying her passion to educate communities on the intersection of being black and Muslim in America. Good? Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Okay. Um, Dr. Suat, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can okay. you hear me? Great, great. Yes, yes. Got you. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to join us on Radio Islam. Um, Thank you for having us. Uh, it is a pleasure. And uh, I want to start off this being Black History Month. Uh, what dawned on me, uh, Sapelo Square being what it is and its focus being on black Muslim uh, contributions uh, and, and just telling this story. Um, how is Black History Month any different for <laughs> Sapelo Square? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think Bashir can add to this too, but I think one of the things that we try to do during Black History Month is to sort of focus on a kind of sharing 
sort of history that might be not as well known, right? Um, in a really sort of intensive fact fashion. So one of the things that we started doing was we post every day of the month mm-hmm. a Black Muslim history fact, you know. And, you know, this is kind of common during Black History Month, you know, in X year, so-and-so did this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we try to do that, for example, today. Um, the fact for today was to acknowledge the assassination of Malcolm X, right, uh, which happened today um, over 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, other facts have been things like, you know, um, I think yesterday's fact was about the last poet, which was um, kind of what they call a hip-hop predecessor, it was an ensemble of poets and artists, um, some of whom were Muslim. And right now, in the National Museum of American, African American History and Culture, um, the testy or the vicar bead of one of the members is there as a kind of, you know, national piece of history. So we try to, I think, highlight um, and give people history in sort of bite-sized um, in some ways, right, um, that was a much more intensive than we would normally. But you're right much of what we do during Black History Month we do during the rest of the year as well. Mm. But but definitely with a, a greater intensity. Greater intensity, yeah. greater frequency. Um, and I think that's also, it's also a time for us to sort of grow our audience because um, we are digital media. We are a blog and we've only been around for a little over two years. We're coming up on our third birthday, inshallah. inshallah. Um, so it's an exciting time to sort of like in the context of even being people of the African diaspora, you know, being Muslims in America and how our history is rooted. Um, it has been rooted in the black, you know, Muslim experience. Um, it's a time for us to sort of like more broadly um, gain like a larger audience and also in exchange education, um, you know, an increase, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of, of education, uh, and we get so much of our information uh, online. Uh, and as Muslims uh, in particular, uh, people are often quoted uh, as, as uh, looking to Sheikh Google. Um, <laughs> but uh, but as, as you continue to grow uh, your, your, your audience, um, are, you, are you targeting uh, educational and cultural uh, institutions uh, as, as, a, as a part of that expansion? Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, one of the things that we always had kind of in our early, early stages um, uh, was how to create sort of educational materials of our own, right, that could be of use mm-hmm. to um, uh, other uh, other groups. So thus far, what we've done is we have a resources sort of section on the website. And so there we've highlighted some work of other people um, that contribute to our mission. So, for example, um, there's a... Um, Dr. Kayla Wheeler, a Muslim sister, she put together what she calls the Black Islam Syllabus, and it's a collection of resources, books, articles, etc., on sort of the Black Muslim experience kind of historically into a diaspora. Um, I also was a part of creating what we call the Islamophobia is Racism Syllabus, mm-hmm. which is also a collection of books and articles and media on, um, on, uh, on, on sort of the on anti-Muslim racism, and these, again, are sort of things that educators and sort of general population can use. We've also created kind of from, we had two, last year we had two different um, Google Hangouts around black politics with the election of Donald Trump and having sort of black Muslim activists um, and organizers come on 
on and have a conversation um, to kind of help people. So we've kind of gathered what the findings were from that. So we've done those things kind of on our own. And looking towards the future, you know, we have this um, project that we're um, currently fundraising for called Preserving the Legacy, Mm -hmm. um, Portraits and Stories Capturing Black Muslim Life. And one of the things that we hope to do with these portraits and stories that we collect is partner with different institutions in terms of creating exhibitions both online and offline. Um, I've been, I've already met with some folks at the Chicago History Museum here. Um, we've also been in contact with different institutions throughout the country. So we're really looking for how we can make partnerships um, with other institutions and groups to bring the kind of um, relevant um, and accessible and important information we collect and gather to broader audiences. Okay. And that website is sapelosquare.com. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and if you would, um, uh, Sister Bashir, would you go ahead and just tell the Radio Islam family um, what are the areas that Sapelo Square uh, covers? Sure. Um, we cover various themes in the black Muslim experience. Um, they include arts and culture, history, politics, and religion. So those are our key areas. Um, and of course, you know, oftentimes those areas kind of overlap. So there's always um, an interesting angle to sort of like produce content um, through. Um, and I'd like to say, you, you did ask about um, what makes Black History Month so different. Sure. Um, I, I like to say that our squad, we work in, as a team. So um, Suwad is the founder, and she is our our editor, you know, in, in chief. Um, we have an amazing squad of people that come from, like, very diverse backgrounds um, in the Muslim community. Um, it's really diverse, and it's reflected in our, in our leadership and in our team. Um, but I think a lot of my squad members, um, they like to kind of operate under the radar um you know and I think that's interesting and and also special because you know we're a group of you know professional artists um people who are professional academics they're people who are activists we kind of kind of all kind of come together from these various like uh backgrounds and disciplines and different parts of the Muslim tradition um there's some people who identify as being Sunni Shia um of the nation of Islam's path, you know, um, and anything that I'm not mentioning. Right. So there's, there's a diversity and a strength in, in that, in terms of our, you know, just, just our squad, you know? Um, but again, like we have all these people coming together to help support, um, and produce this content so that it's robust, you know, it's, it's meaningful. It has an impact, um, in, in something that is able to reach different people, you know? I think that's kind of the reason why I was really interested in doing this type of work, especially doing social media, uh, because, you know, we work with people who are academics professionally, and there can be sort of um, a bit of maybe a difficulty or a disconnect, you know, when it comes to, you know, and information from an academic standpoint to, you know, everyday person. Mm-hmm. So I think we've, we've kind of bridged that in, in a way that I think has been really successful. Um, and we see that in institutions reaching out to us and wanting to partner with us. So alhamdulillah. Uh, let, let me ask this question to you all. Uh, do you feel being a first of its kind um, uh, organization, uh, information 
uh, warehouse uh, or, or clearinghouse, do you feel a, a pressure to, uh, and, and I have to say this, just give my own personal uh, opinion here, is that I am, I am tremendously, well, I shouldn't say impressed, right? I think cause, because I expect it because I know uh, the caliber of, of individuals at the helm uh, and, and, and doing the work. But I'm I'm tremendously uh, impressed and inspired at the level, uh, the the quality, um, uh, of, of information uh, that is shared. So that being said, do you feel uh, any sense of, of pressure that you are trailblazing and to to, to set a to set a to set the standard? I'll hmm. I'll go first. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Personally, I, maybe minor, uh, maybe minor pressure. I think. For somebody like me with the just the the experience and the the educational knowledge the background because um, as you read like I, I have a background in political science but also Islamic world studies and, and black diaspora studies mm-hmm. um, you know and I was also um, you know from a predominantly African American Muslim community where my elders were people that came from like you know the Black Panther Party and civil rights era um, so I have an experience for me it's just it's fun. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, um, but it's it's when it comes to moving forward into, I guess, just digital unknown and what that impact is going to be like for me. There there are questions that I do have, um, and sometimes it, it goes down to like, how are we, you know, giving things names? Even within our name, I think um, initially we were called Sapelo Square, an online resource on African American Islam, but then we chose to to change that um so that we we wanted to be definitely i think intentional um and also like really conscious of how we are how we define ourselves um and the type of work and impact that we want to have so we are now and we have been for quite a bit um Sapelo Square online resource on black muslims in the US so and that's that's intentional but it's also and we we had many conversations about that um, because the black Muslim experience is broad and it's very diverse. You know, black is being a, a marker for your racial background, but then there's various ethnicities and ethnic backgrounds um, that come out of that, whether someone is Afro-Latino, whether they are African-American, whether they are Yoruba, where, you know, mm-hmm. whether they are, you know, Amhara, like the list could go on and on. So sort of to to be broad and inclusive of what blackness means, you know, it's very broad. And what a black, you know, who are black Muslims? They're, they're various people. It could be biracial, you know? And sure. I think that's also, we, we talked about that being important, um, just language, because that's also reflected in our, in our team, in our squad, mm-hmm. you know? Because uh, we all come from those backgrounds, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I think... Um you know, the way that Sapelo started was, um, at the time, I was faculty, I had just started a faculty job at Purdue University, mm-hmm. which is in um, West Lafayette, Indiana, and I'm from Brooklyn. And so I get to Indiana, and I'm like, where am I here, right. you know? And um, I thought to myself, you know, I'm not going to see people that look like me, you know, here. Um, and so I was like, but wouldn't it be great even if I could just look at them online, you know? <laughs> that was kind of how I thought about it. And then I thought to myself, and then, so that was one thing. And then I thought, you know, and then as an educator, it's like, you know, when I'm teaching about black, the black experience, 
and I want to send my students to it. I want to send them a link, right, or read this thing. It doesn't really exist, right? So the resources aren't there. And then when I think about how people talk about the black experience in this country or the Muslim experience in this country or globally, where they're not talking about people like me. And so I, I thought to myself, we should do something about this because that's what we do, right? We do for self. And so mm-hmm. I like I sent an email to a bunch of folks and was like, let's create something. <laughs> and people responded because I think that the need resonated. And so I think similar to Bashira, I, I, the pressure is not to be perfect. I think I think it's like is one that's fun. I think you're motivated by it because you know it's really important. And the pressure is just trying to make sure that you're actually doing it the best way you can, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing it in the way that is honoring the experiences and the histories of the people you're tra- whose stories you're trying to tell. That you're doing it in a way that's actually doing more than just, you know, hey, this happened, but hey, this happened, and this should inspire you to do something about it, you know? Right. And so I think for me, the pressure comes with kind of just trying to make sure, or, the, or feeling pressure, trying to make sure that the work, one of our principles around our work is that it's catalytic that you know that the kinds of stories the kinds of materials the kinds of information we share inspires people to really commit themselves to black liberation and liberation globally and so that last part um is kind of the part i suppose where i feel the most pressure um wanting to try to make sure we can do that and finding ways to do that using this online platform Mm. what is the thing that you all enjoy most about this work because uh, with something like this, it has to be a large amount, a great amount of love uh, that mm-hmm. goes in it to make it uh, to make it possible. Right. I mean, for me, it's been finding that people, finding it that it resonates with so many different kinds of people. Like that actually has been one of the things that was has been the most, I guess, um, great. The thing that I've enjoyed the most or I experienced, you know, like gives me the most joy often um, is that, you know, I'll be at, uh, we were, I was actually at the funeral last year, oh, two years ago now um, for Muhammad Ali and this Muslim sister, I don't know, older Muslim, African-American Muslim sister, I don't even know how we started talking about this, but she was like, yeah, Sapelo Square, oh my God, I love that, I read it all the time. <laughs> and like, oh, Jamila Kareem, who is um, a friend of mine and an author who lives in Atlanta, like, oh, she re- write, writes for it, too. Oh, my goodness, she was so excited. And then another time, I was at the University of Chicago, and this Iranian-American woman came up to me. She's like, I really love this poem we published. And the poem we published was called An Elegy for the Kimar, and it was a community poem. And she said she loved it so much because she, now she's not black. She's, she's not a black Iranian, right? She's an Iranian-American, not non-black. Mm-hmm. But the the poem is about basically how the word hijab is like hegemonic and what people think about Muslim women's covering, you know, it's really sort of Arab or South Asian. And that really resonated with her because she's not of those groups either. Right. And so the fact that this sort of student at the University of Chicago, who's not black, was, is reading the site and she's getting some, something from it. And then this sort of African-American Muslim woman retiree, you know, mm-hmm. is getting something from it is like to kind of have those experiences. I think it's kind of it really, I really, it kind of, tells you the work you're doing is doing kind of what you want it to do. I think for me, something along the similar lines, um, but also just always being excited and finding something new, finding, you know, I, you know, I, I plan in, in the content for black history month, um, you know, and I work with a team of people, but there's always something new to discover. There's always some new fact. I mean, I feel like, you know, 
in my own experience, I know this stuff, right? But then there's always something that's like, oh, I didn't know that. This is really interesting. This is really cool. And it's also a way to sort of bring our larger community together. It just makes everything uh, sort of more tangible and the story is like closer to home. Um, and that, that's also true, I think, with the people who are contributors. We're able to like reach out to people in our community who contribute, you know, written content or, you know, photograph or media to our to our blog. And it's it's really just kind of become this virtual space to like of gathering, right? I mean and that's kind of the point of Sapelo being a square. It's like sort of the idea of being a public square. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So you, you kind of delved a little bit into the uh curation uh process. Uh it has that I imagine that it has been a bit more hectic uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this month uh, going uh, with such frequency. It, <laughs> it's it's definitely, alhamdulillah, I work with like some great people. <laughs> this is definitely not a one-woman show. Um, and I think just the, the camaraderie and the team aspect of the work that we do is just really special and it creates like really amazing bonds. I mean, we're working, everybody's working remotely and we're all over the country. Some people are out of the country, right? Like we have um, squad members. We have squad members like in Canada, we have squad members in Egypt. Um, you know, so people are all over the U.S., West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, um, parts of the South. You know, we're kind of all over, but being able to work with people who themselves like are juggling like families and lives and you know other careers it's amazing and also really inspiring um to work with a team of people who make you know who 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 help lift that burden like you know it's definitely a lot of work um but it's always work that's exciting so i i you know it's it just keeps me going. I think I'm just excited about the type of work that we're able to produce and the type of impact yeah. again that it's having. Yeah, and definitely, you know, shout out to you know, definitely shout out to Bashara because she does hold down for us on the, you know, on social media streets, and so it's really important the kind of work that she does. Yeah. And then, you know, in terms of this hectic, the hecticness of it, you know, so we have the facts, and actually tomorrow, um, at three at two p.m. Central, three p.m. Eastern, we're hosting a Twitter chat. Um, in uh, collaboration with um, Pen America, which has this um, program called the M Word, and so our Twitter chat, our Twitter chat is on some hashtag Black Muslim Legacy. And so what we're doing is we're having we've invited a couple of folks. We've invited Tariq Torre, who's a poet um, based out of Baltimore. Bobby Rogers is a visual artist, and Yasmin Yunus, who is a um, human rights advocate. And so we're going to be coming together, and I'll join them too talking about kind of black Muslim legacy through images. So we'll be looking at some really iconic images Mm -hmm. um, um, of the black Muslim experience to kind of really have a discussion about what is the legacy, you know, um, who who is the legacy of black Muslims? What kind of histories do they hold? What kind of lessons can we learn? And how are black Muslims um, really inspiring the future? And all of this, again, is in relationship to or is tied to the, right, this kind of campaign that we're having, um, which, of course, folks can support. They can go to launchgood.com slash Sapelo mm-hmm. um, to support our crowdfunding campaign um, for preserving a legacy. And for that, what we're doing is we're basically going around the country and taking photos and capturing stories of black Muslims, famous and not famous, you know, to really kind of sort of tell the story. And we're working with these really cool photographers, um, as Raj and B. Walker, they have a, they call themselves Paper Monday. 
Um, and they do these really amazing photos. You can see it online, and you can see it in the Twitter chat tomorrow. And they're kind of known because they did um, Solange Knowles wedding photos, and so that's kind of one of the ways people know them. But they're these beautiful people. They're not Muslim, um, but they're really wonderful folks, and we're working with them. So really, you know, kind of because, you know, we want to we have these photos and portraits we're choosing because we want to tell the story through ways that are accessible and beautiful, too, which is really important. And I think sometimes um, the woman of our team, Aida Ali Rashid, who is the lead on this project, you know, she always helps us remember about keeping things beautiful, right, and not just kind of, you know, being pragmatic about it, but also telling the story in ways that reflect the beauty of who we are. Okay. So what time is that Twitter chat uh, Twitter chat again? It is 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. And you can use the hashtag and you can follow it. Hashtag Black Muslim Legacy. Okay. And you can find more information on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com backslash Sapelo Square. You can also find us on Twitter at Sapelo Square. Check us out, follow us, like us, and Instagram too, right? Instagram too. Find us on <laughs> IG <laughs> at Sapelo Square. Okay, I really appreciate you all taking the time, um, and I'm going to do my best to uh, to chime in and benefit from that uh, that Twitter chat tomorrow. So, all right. So, Dr. Sweat, Shira, yeah, uh, we we pray for the continued well being and success uh, expansion of uh, Sapelo Square and the great work that you all are doing.